Morning, guys. How is everyone today? Do we have any first-timers here this morning? We have a first-timers table over here in this corner. Awesome. Welcome. Yeah, we met at the coffee. Welcome back. Awesome. Well, welcome to Iron Men Connect. We're glad to have everyone back. It's been, what, two weeks since we've been here. We had a, an awesome coffee event last week, and I'm really looking forward to this morning as the Pathways table is owning this month with Barry. All right, we're going to dive right into it, guys. Uh, Barry is our teaching fellow captain for the month, and uh, he's going to be introducing this morning's teaching fellow. This month's topic is is the passion zone. So Barry, tell us uh, who's going to be speaking this morning and um, would you open us up in prayer as well? Good morning, guys. This morning, I get the privilege of presenting Rodney Green. He's uh, been hanging out with us here for quite some time. He's an amazing speaker. He's very deep. He's uh, a friend. We do life together both at church and uh, a Bible study and then this. So uh, I get to see him three or four times a week, which is really cool. Rodney's been married for 27 years to his wife, Wendy. And that in itself is a huge accomplishment, as any of us know. Absolutely. Rodney, come on up here. They've got four children, Sierra, who's 25, Kian, who's 24, Rodney Jr., who's here. He's in the corner over there. You can't miss him. He's 6'5", I think. <laughs> when you're 5'9", you really notice when guys are really over six foot. So, And then the youngest is Kayla, and they have a grandson, Xavier, three, who is a sport. I'm here to tell you what. You go to their house, and it's Xavier's house. Let's make no bones about that. Rodney, is a he's an avid sports fan. Basketball is is his thing, both a coach, mentor, trainer. He's also a published author. You know, the Green family uh, resides in Apopka, Florida, and they're the type of family that opens up their home to, to anyone. They see a situation where they can bring someone in and talk to them and spread the gospel, and they're pretty efficient at it. It's really good. So without taking up any more of his time, I'm going to turn this over. Well, first I got to pray. Sorry. <laughs> Ryan's giving me the look. Ryan's giving me the look. So, so. <laughs> If everybody bow their heads real quick, dear Lord, as we come to you this morning, we just thank you, Lord, for the very sunrise we received this morning. We thank you for the opportunity to praise you. We thank you for every opportunity we have to spread your gospel, Lord. Lord, we have just prayers today over Rodney as he speaks today and that, that your word flows through him and that every heart and every ear that's able to hear and feel are just able to receive your word today and, Lord, just be able to absorb his message and, and Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for Ironmen in general, just the, the group that we are, that you allow us to function, you allow us to reach people, and we just thank you so much, Lord. We pray all these things this morning in your name. Amen. Rodney Green. How's everybody this morning? Everybody's good? It is an absolute, absolute privilege to uh, be here this morning. Absolute privilege. And I don't take this time lightly. We're talking about the passion zone. And this here is my passion. Not necessarily speaking, but being in the midst of men that are following hard after Jesus. That's my passion. I realized some time ago that... A lot of men don't follow hard. And I realized that I was one of those guys. And so someone brought to my attention that this life we live is, is done in chapters. And I'm in chapter 57, right? Chapter 57 is a whole lot better than chapter 40, right? A 
whole lot better than chapter 40, better than chapter 41. But I will tell you that in chapter 57, here are some of the things that I realize. I'm passionate about men following hard after Christ. I'm passionate about you all locking arms together. What does locking arms mean? If, you, if we stood up and we created a circle and we all locked arms, I'm committed to you. You're committed to me. I'm committed to you. If I'm doing bad sometimes and I, I don't have the strength to walk, my brother has strength on the left of me and the right of me to keep me up until I can get my legs back. That's what this is about because we're on this journey and this journey sometimes is fatiguing and it wears us out and we need our brothers on our other side to help us when we're at our weakest point, to keep us accountable when we're at our weakest point, to cheer us when we're, when we're doing the right thing, to help us to understand how to walk as Christ would walk, how to lead as Christ would lead. So that's what chapter 57 is. And I, and I love that. But let me take you guys back a little bit. Chapters 42 through 44 was a little bit different because it wasn't until then that I found out what it meant to be a man following hard after Jesus. Oh, I was saved a long time ago, but I didn't understand what it meant to be a man following God. I didn't know what it meant to be a man to lead his home. So chapter 42 through 44, found I found myself in Pittsburgh, right? From Philadelphia. Oh, Pittsburgh guy. <laughs> born, but I'm born and raised in Philadelphia. But found myself in Pittsburgh. And um, and a lot of the thanks to for this 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 discovery goes to my kids because it was a church that we visited in Pittsburgh and my wife and I were trying to find someplace else to go and my kids really liked this church so this one particular Sunday we're going well no we want to go over here and see this service and the kids were saying well no mom and dad we want to go over here and of course there's no democracy in our car right we're going to go where we want to go so we went to this particular church and as it turned out it had snowed that day there was no parking so we ended up going where the kids were wanted us to go and we never left and in that that church um, someone challenged me they asked me if I had a spiritual mentor I didn't know what a spiritual mentor was how many guys here have spiritual mentors you guys understand the importance of that I had no idea what that was and we had Wednesday night men's Bible study and I actually I went this Wednesday night and and the guy doing a Bible study was a good friend of mine Tun Chilkin and I said hey Tunch man Someone asked me about a spiritual mentor. What is that? You know, what do they do? I understand what a mentor is at work or whatever, but what is a spiritual mentor? And he, he just looked at me and he didn't answer. He said, let me think about that. And I'm going, okay. So we go through the night. So he reaches out to me the next day. He says, you know, Rod, I prayed about this and I believe the Lord is leading me to be your mentor spiritually. So again, what is that? So what it is, fellas, Tunch and I met every week for two years, and he walked me through the gospel. He talked to me about life. We talked about pitfalls. We talked about marriage. We talked about children. He demonstrated to me how to walk as a man of God every single day. Now, that's chapter 42 through 44. Until then, I had no idea. But what did that do? That changed the way 
I treated my wife. That changed the way I went after my work. They helped me to put work in perspective, understanding that there's a hierarchy. There's God, there's my family, and then it's my work. Never to twist them up. So he, he, so he did that and he taught me those things and um, it prepared me for tough times because we've, we've all lived through that, that, that economic thing in 2008 when, when the bottom fell out and, and the, the soup lines were long and unemployment was, was out of control. I'm that guy. I'm the poster child for that. So in 2009, I lose my job. I have a house. I have kids. I got school. And I'm living in Pittsburgh. And I don't get an interview for one year. No interviews at all. No interviews at all. And, and for a lot of men, our identity is wrapped in what we do, right? But because of this mentor, he showed me that my identity wasn't wrapped in what I do. I'm, my identity was wrapped in whose I am. Right? So during this time, no interviews are happening. Bills are still due. Um, I had started. Um, I had started writing, and it, and it wasn't. It was. It was actually before I, I got laid off. Um, a good friend of mine. You know, I would see these these uh, um, devotionals. So every morning I get to work. I get there early. I read the little devotional. If I thought it was good, I'd copy and paste and I'd send it out to people. And um, so I had a pretty extensive email list. I was sending this stuff out, send it out. And a good friend of mine that I went to high school with that lived in Philadelphia, he emailed me one day and said, hey, I'm doing the same thing here in Philadelphia that you're doing there in Pittsburgh. He says, are you writing these things? And I'm like, dude, are you crazy? I don't write. I cut and paste. <laughs> I just thought somebody else would want to hear it, right? So he challenged me. He says, why don't you try writing them? He says, you know, I'm thinking about writing this book. Why don't you try writing it? Man, listen, I'm not a writer. I'm a cut and paster. <laughs> All right? That's what I am. And he says, just try. So again, I, w I went back to my mentor and talked to him about it. He says, hey, just, pr just pray about it. And during that time, you know, I started praying about it. I wrote a couple things and, you know, sent them out. And people were like, oh, that's really great. You know, people were feeling good about it, you know. Made me feel good that people were feeling good. Then I get laid off and, you know, the bottom falls out. But I'm writing more with no work. I'm writing more and I'm encouraging people at a time where it's desperate for me. But it wasn't about me. It was about sharing what God has given me. And so I started writing and writing and writing, and God began to show himself to me based on all the stuff that I had went through working with Tunch and, and learning about being a man of God and following God, even in the worst situations, he began to show himself to me. And it all culminated in this. My, my friend and I, Jeffrey Jones, we wrote a devotional, and we were going to write a devotional one for every day, right? That makes sense, right? Yeah, I got out of control. It's like 462 pages in here, <laughs> right? I, I mean, I just, you know, but the great thing about that was I'm reaching people. I'm, re I'm, I'm encouraging people that may be in the same type of despair that I'm in. But God showed himself to be real. He showed himself to be all that that touched had talked to me about. And 
And even in the midst of no work, selling our house, we ended up moving across the country to Northwest Arkansas. Another story. I moved to Northwest Arkansas with my family with no job, no job opportunities, only believing that God was going to take care of us. And I didn't get that by myself. I got that by being in a company of men following hard after Jesus. And they, they gave me the strength to make that move, which was a scary move. But when I made the move and I was away from those, my guys in Pittsburgh, I realized something that without this, I'm lost. I need you guys. I need you selfishly to help me stay on point. We all need each other selfishly to keep us accountable because left to our own devices, we're a hot mess on steroids, right? So I need you guys to help me to raise my son. I need you guys because your example of men following hard after Christ is that beacon when it gets dark. So when you ask me about my passion, I'm in it right now. I'm, I'm with you guys right now. I look forward to Fridays. Yeah, some mornings I'm tired. But as a man, there's a lot of mornings that we're tired. But we still have to get up. We still have to go after it. Even those that are retired, they probably get up earlier now than they did when they were working. But you still have this thing in you that requires that connection. We need God. We need each other. Again, that's my passion. And it's, it's carried me from chapter 42 all the way to chapter 57. And I can't wait for chapter 58. So there's a, a couple things that, um, that I, that I, a couple things that I, I kind of live by, right? You know, and one of them is this, as advocates for the Lord Jesus Christ, there are those that can quote chapter and verse, and they'll sit down with you and they can quote chapter and verse. That's not me. That's not me. I'll give you a little bit, but I can't go real deep. But I have a, I live by this saying, and it says, preach the word at all times. And if necessary, use words. Let your actions speak God's word louder than what your mouth is speaking. Because these young, these young folks right here, can't tell them nothing but if you show them they'll follow you that's all i got for you guys thank you